Oh, hi, Sean. Hi, you're there. Okay. I just thought I'd, uh, yeah, test it out, get on early like I wrote. Yeah. Yeah, all good. You just caught me uh, doing some scrolling on social media, which is always a shame. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> very yeah. Oh, well, well, yeah, happens to the best of us. Right. Well, I, I actually just don't do it anymore. No social media. Really? But, yeah, years ago. It's been uh, like five years. Oh, wow. So. Oh, yep. good for you, man. Congratulations. That's quite an Thank achievement. Thank you. Yeah, I just was, I took a year off and then I got back on and decided I still hated it. Yeah, <laughs> and just decided to get off. It's really soul sucking. And it? it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I didn't, um, I was reminding myself, you're over there in England. England or um, yeah, somewhere else? Yeah, England. Yeah. So it's pretty late for you. Yeah, it's about 10. But it's okay. not too bad, Mike. My wife's gone out for the night, so it's, uh, it's just me and the kids, and the kids are being quiet for now, so that's good. <laughs> okay, so, all right, great. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, could, I could have done earlier, but I mean, yeah, you you said this time was good, so this is great. Yes, yeah, I, I tried to keep it sort of like later, so everyone's, everyone's sort of like chilled out, you know what I mean? Everything's done, done all the cleaning, yeah. everything's sort of, do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, it's just that sort gotcha. of, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, Shannon? Thank you for coming on. Um, just so my people can find you, just um, let let them know a little bit about yourself, where they can find you, and uh, and what it is you do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Shannon Rowan. I've um, I've got a website. It's wifi refugee.com, but wifi hyphen refugee.com. Um, mm. So don't forget the hyphen. Yeah, I think the other one was taken or something. So, um, oh, no. yeah, and I just, uh, I'm a researcher, author. I guess I, you could call me an investigative journalist um, to be fancy about it. But I do have a journalist background um, and writing in, and actually photojournalist background and working for like magazines and newspapers. Um, and so that was, you know, a year, few decades ago already. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, yeah, I'm getting to be an old well, I'm 50, so I guess that's old now. But um, yeah, old <laughs> enough and old enough to know kind of how things were sort of pre, you know, tech um, takeover and everything. So that's mm. helpful. Um, but yeah, I was, um, I say Wi-Fi refugee and I call myself that and have a book by the same title because in 2014, I got really sick from smart meters and um, my smartphone and all of that. And it kind of came on sort of suddenly for me. And I think I just sort of reached a tipping point with exposure and was basically injured by the radiation levels. And um, so I became like hypersensitized and that got me uh, away from, you know, moving away from using all this and having to move off grid and move several times to get somewhere where I could get relief from the symptoms. And, um, and then in that, all that process and that journey, um, I've just got to be questioning a bit more. I was always kind of somebody asking questions, especially after my time, not in just journalism, but advertising. I saw kind of mm. all the deception going on and manipulation. And so of course I was already kind of there. I was already reading like David Icke and things, you know, mm. already getting into, you know, noticing chemtrails and things like that. And then um, met uh, John Hamer after reading his work. Um, and um, we teamed up and he invited me to write a book with him. He thought I would, be good at that and I'm not considered that before and we wrote welcome to the masquerade prelude to the coming reset um that was released in 2022 
And so, yeah, I've just been, I have another book, Shots Fired, um, Vaccine Weapons, Medical Tyranny and the War Against Humanity, which I came out last year. Um, and my Wi-Fi Refugee book came out a little bit after the Welcome to the Masquerade of John Hamer. So that's just kind of what I've been doing now is researching, writing books. I'm working on one right now about tech addiction. So I hope that mm. kind of, some is that, is that a good intro? <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. And like one of the things that I read in your book about the incident in 2014 is you were traveling back from Bali mm-hmm. and uh, th- I mean, 30 consecutive hours spent in an airplane uh, and it, and it caused, you know, resulted in your total physical collapse. Do you think, is it, is it because do you think, obviously you said the smart meters, but do planes have some sort of sort of like different EMF? Do you think? Yeah. Um, planes are kind of, but yeah, you're right. And that's a good, I did. Um, that's kind of where I reached my tipping point. I think I had some sensitivity and was noticing some effects before them, but sort of dismissing them because they weren't really bothering me that much. And I spent 30 hours, not just in planes, but airports basically. So it was planes and airports and not getting away from that. So the worst possible place I think you can be for radiation exposures is in an airplane these days, mm-hmm. especially because you've got the radar You've now got inboard Wi-Fi, so you've got everybody using all their stuff around you, um, and you're trapped in this metal container, and metal's conductive, and it's also like, it's like, can be act as a Faraday cage, which can protect you from outside radiation, you know, by reflecting off of that, but you have all this radiation within that just bouncing around and amplifying, Mm. Um, and so it's really bad, (laughs) and you also have the chemical exposures of the disinfectants and everybody's perfumes and everything. I'm also chemically sensitive as they say. And I, and those are two really two sides of the same coin is like what they call multiple chemical sensitivity and electromagnetic sensitivity or electro hypermagnetic sensitivity or whatever. There's different words for it, but I don't like the sensitivity label because it makes it just sound like, well, those people just have that problem. They're kind of like neurotic or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it doesn't, it deflects from the real issue, which is people are being poisoned and poisoned by chemical exposures and poisoned by radiation. And so some people that effect of the poisoning results in like an allergy and where you just really can't tolerate being around it, which to me is a blessing because then you take precautions to get away from it. Whereas other people just get diabetes or high blood pressure or um, or cancers of all kinds or brain tumors or, um, you know, name pick your, your uh, di- diagnosis or, you know, disease. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's affecting this at a cellular level. So anything can happen, basically. Yeah. It's, um, that, I mean... For like someone like myself, like obviously, like as as we'll sort of get into, you've managed to as you keep hitting this microphone stand. Um, as you sort of like said that you've got out of it to a degree. Uh, well, not to a degree, you've actually got out. But say like for someone like me, who's I'd I'd love to. That is my dream, like to to own like a woodland or a forest mm-hmm. and just move in and just stay away from everyone and everything and mm-hmm. like for someone like in my situation where i'm like in a house i'm in a house in a new build estate there's there's a couple of towers around me they've just been retrofitted i think with the 5g now mm. um what what would be your best advice for someone that's not in the position to move out like what could mm-hmm. i do as to like mitigate the effects yeah well there are a lot of things that can help and the main thing is like 
avoidance is your best friend and in, in distance. So like you don't want anything you can do to minimize it would be like not using Wi-Fi, using an Ethernet cable for your connection, turning that Wi-Fi off on your computer. Um, you know, putting your air, your phone on airplane when you're not, it's not in use. Um, you know, don't have it on your body all the time. Put it in a protective case if it is on your body so you're not getting that radiation directly. I mean, it really is exponentially like much worse as it gets closer to your body. You know, so you have a level of protection with any distance you have between you and this, this the wireless radiation for one. There's also other low frequency radiation that I learned later. I mean, I noticed the wireless affecting me first, but then I understood that something called dirty electricity is a big problem mm. that gets overlooked when people talk about this. And that's like faulty wiring. Well, most people's wiring now in their homes is overloaded. Like the grid is overloaded a lot because of like smart meter relay, you know, transmitters on, on like piggybacking on the power lines. And mm. so like over there where you live, it's supposed to be like 50 hertz cycles that, you know, work on the, on the grid and on the wiring in your home. But what happens is that that gets overloaded. And so you have this like cage field effect in your home that you're not aware of that makes people feel horrible and it can cause cancer. There have been cancer clusters discovered in buildings with dirty electricity where they didn't even have like smart meters or cell towers or the wireless component. It was just that there was some problem with the wiring and you can easily remedy that there are filters um, and it makes a big difference. And that can be like a hidden thing that people just don't know about. And I always try to tell people because I've seen huge differences in, in health, um, everyday stuff like chronic fatigue and headaches and that brain fog and even like urinary tract infections when they're frequent can be because of dirty electricity in your home. And wow. so, um, I mean, wireless certainly like contributes to that. So smart meters usually cause dirty electricity. Um, but even like your refrigerator can and, you know, a non-smart one or any appliance can do that. And so dimmer switches are like a, a big culprit with that problem. So I have all this in my book, Wi-Fi Refugee, um, in the solutions section, which is like mm -hmm. 100 pages. <laughs> I started off just thinking, oh, I'll add this appendix with like a few suggestions. And then it, I just really got into it. And I realized like how much I learned you know, over this almost decade now of dealing with this. So, um, so I do have like links to where people can look for like the, the, um, to like even diagnose this problem themselves, but getting a mm -hmm. meter to read this, you plug in your, you know, into the wall uh, socket and, and read it and also just how to filter it out. Um, so you can do that. You can use a, you know, headset when you're uh, are using your phone and you're like talking on it, I would say, but there's difference between like a regular hands-free kind of earbuds um, and the one that has like, it's confusing because this is actually also called like an AirPod or something like that, mm -hmm. but it's not like the AirPod earbuds that are like wireless. It, it's something where there's a tube from where, so you have like wires in that, right? And so really that can just carry the radiation right into your head and it's not really different than from putting the phone to your head. And so you get the ones that are actually designed as low EMF. If you're looking up low EMF, you know, head earbuds, you'll probably find it, but there's basically the last little bit there is a tube that carries a sound and I'm using them right now, by the way, um, mm. rather than like um, just using the wire and carrying that, you know, sound through the wire, which also carries the radiation. So there's all kinds of things. There's shielding things you can do. Um, I will say this, though. I always wanted to live in the woods in a cabin, too, while I was in the cities, <laughs> living in really big cities. And 
I just always found reasons why I couldn't. Oh, I would never be able to afford that. Where would I go and whatever? And I, my job and my friends and my blah, blah. And when I got sick and was in a lot of pain and just feeling tortured, I found a way to achieve this. You know, I, it was like the motivation was there, you know, the necessity was there. But so I would suggest people opening up that door, you know, you could maybe start exploring that before you're sick and, and maybe like actually do that if that's what you want to do and what you'd prefer, why not? You know, why wait until you have to do it? And then it's hard to find. And it is hard to find, unfortunately, but if there's a will, there's a way, you know, when you're motivated, I think you can do it. So. Yeah. It's a shame. You know, I think it's like, it's a shame that not everyone is hypersensitive to it in a way. I know that sounds a bit backwards, but maybe Mm -hmm. everyone was hypersensitive. Everyone would be aware because the, like one of the problems is, and I, I got this from your book is like, if you talk to people, uh, and you, you even bring up like EMF, like chances are most people, are blissfully unaware uh and then the other people that you speak to about it just don't believe you but mm-hmm. it's because they're told they're safe but this is what i got from your book is that the current sar ratings are based on a test conducted in 1993 with a 2g cell phone no longer even supported by today's 3g and 5g networks on a 200 pound six foot two mannequin called mm-hmm. sam who was gel-filled plastic head that's meant mm-hmm. to represent a human, and it was being tested from what was it like a third of an inch away? Mm-hmm. Like it's basically on people's skin, like these like earbuds. Yeah. And it was a six-minute call. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it was a six-minute call. call, and all of the standard right. The, so the safety, so-called like safety, like ratings for, and they all, we're only testing for thermal effects, so heating, like actually heating your brain tissue. And basically what they're saying is that after that amount of time, it can heat your brain, it can cook mm. it, you know? So, <laughs> and this was old technology, right? And so this is the problem. It's not been updated. It never was adequate to begin with. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a good, that's a good starting point. If you do get into this discussion with anybody who thinks you're crazy, I mean, I've certainly had those looks, you know, especially early mm. on, I have it a lot less frequently when I tell people now, and I'll tell them right away because if I meet somebody, they want my you know, cell phone number. I say, I don't have one. I don't text, whatever, you know, <laughs> they're like looking mm-hmm. at me a little weird and I explain why. And then they go, oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Most people say that, or they say they know somebody who's like me. So mm-hmm. it's a very different world now, 10, almost 10 years later, you know, than when I started out dealing with this when I really, most people just thought I was completely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so what? yeah, it's, it's different. It's, be- it's like, I wanted to just touch on your, you mentioned, well, if everybody was hypersensitive, that would be better. And I, and I agree in that sense. I mean, I have had to just embrace this as a gift um, rather than, you know, and which is a better attitude to have and Mm. more positive. And I've definitely like helped, it's helped me through this, but but I have to say this. I think most people are sensitive, but they don't notice because they don't get away from it anymore. So um, when you really literally don't have anywhere to go away from these frequencies and these exposures, you don't know what it feels like to feel different. Mm. And so, um, and it's and it's getting harder and harder to have a break from it. So even like our parks, public parks and that like are now providing Wi-Fi or, you know, cell phone reception. Um, so it's, you know, but most people can say, oh yeah, I feel better when I go in the woods and in nature, but they'll be like, oh, that's just because I'm on vacation or I'm in nature and what, you know, and, but it, it, yeah, those things, 
yeah, it is, does feel good to be in nature. But one of the reasons it does, at least when it's not polluted and there's no tower right there, is because it has the natural Earth's frequencies that are supportive of life. You know, that we were born to, we were born to, I think, thrive actually and be healthy, like all living things, because that's what the world is, the natural world is designed that way. And I think what's happening is this artificial you know, um, grid sort of across our world is being created in order just to control and to subdue nature, including humans. Yeah. So that's where I go with like the conspiracy side of it. But yeah, I mean, people just don't have the opportunity to pay attention to that. And they also don't have it like sort of, I don't like to use the word radar, but I'm going to say on their radar to think about that. So like if you're having chronic headaches, you are not, and if you don't know that your cell phone can cause those, then you're not going to think about your cell phone use or yeah. like reducing it, you know? So that's part of the problem and people's health, you know, as a whole are it's declining. It's like, we see it everywhere, especially with children with this, you know, generation, younger generation, um, the kids and even like the millennials, they are not well. No. Right. And they are very tech addicted. Oh my God. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, it, at some point, it's like the whole vaccine thing, child vaccine thing. I heard on the radio today, it infuriated me. It was because uh, I started listening to radio again. I stopped for years, but then I started again. I was just like, oh, fuck it. And uh, one of the things that they said was that in a tiny little town in uh, in the north of England, there was a 200 case epidemic. Well, they didn't say epidemic, but said incident of uh, measles. So they want to, they've got vaccine rollout vans going around mm. for the MMR vaccine now. And yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake, like the, the <laughs> vaccines themselves, right? So you have the you have this. I worry about the generation growing up because you have these vaccines that are deadly; they're toxic. You have their diets. The council estate diet in the UK is utterly vile. You're talking about like ultra processed food all the way. Like if they eat some fruit, it's fruit that was probably fucking painted. Like to keep, make it look fresh, and then you have mm-hmm. all this white. Like they're sitting in a bubble of Wi-Fi because they've made Wi-Fi so cheap that everyone can afford it. Mm-hmm. And like the problem is, like with these, like the the rates of ADD, ADHD, autism, it's it's the elephant in the fucking room, mm-hmm. and you can't talk to a parent about it because they instantly become this fucking rabid grizzly bear that's trying to protect their young, and it's just mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you're trying to blame me for my fucking child's mm-hmm. ADHD or whatever. It's like, well, it is your fucking fault. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't say that. But it is, yeah, it's sad. But one of the things that, the other things I got from your book, and this really interested me because this is quite close to home for me, is that one of the things that you say in the book is sort of like a symptom of this EMF is fibromyalgia. Now, fibromyalgia and polymyalgia are very strange because there's no doctors do not know what it is. They have no idea. And I mean, if you don't know what something is, then like fucking research it. I know, like <laughs> they know. Like, I mean, it, it does seem to make sense that it could be the CMF stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot like that now. As I mean, there's just disease explosions of all kinds of weird things that used to be rare. You know, and and they're just keep wanting to blame genetics, which is absurd. 
I mean, I mm. think that's mostly absurd to begin with, but it, it really gets absurd when it's something that's like happening so quickly that the, the caseloads are so, you know, much higher in like, like a decade. That's not genetics when it explodes like that. You know, that's an ep epidemic of something and that there's some other cause that's obviously environmental when, when you start to have these like once rare diseases that they used to maybe could say was genetic when it was really rare. Um, happening to everybody. And, the, and one of the ones I've been hearing about and, and happening that's happening to people I know, it's POTS. Have you, you know about mm -hmm. that one, the postural orthopedic, I forget what it actually no, stands for. Um, but it's, okay, so it's like one, it's in my, I read about it in my book, Shots Fired, because that's um, when the vaccine injury, COVID vaccine injuries, that's like been really prevalent. So we're seeing that from the vaccine injuries for sure. I'm convinced it's that because it's just been I, every other person I just keeps hearing about it lately. I'm like, what? Everybody has. So basically, yeah. if people have trouble standing and walking, their head spinning like it's really debilitating. Their you know their heart rate goes up really high when they stand up, or like you know just crazy blood pressure problems and crazy issues like with just moving their bodies. Um, and so you know, happening to people who were previously healthy you know, young, fairly young, um, sometimes kids, sometimes adults. And so that, yeah, like fibromyalgia was like rare, but how come, why isn't it rare now? And why don't they know what that's caused by? I would even say Lyme disease, which is still conveniently blamed on a tick and some kind of toxin in the tick. Maybe mm -hmm. there's a connection there. I'm, I'm not going to say roll it out completely, but I also was diagnosed with Lyme and my symptoms went away when I got away from EMFs. So mm you know, interesting, right? And so I think a lot of these things work together for sure. Um, vaccines and EMFs work together in terms of like weakening and sickening people because yeah, you've got a double whammy of poisons, but also the fact that um, the main problem with vaccines is heavy metals and not just mercury because they finally got them out of at least the childhood ones, but not all of, not the flu shot and, you know, not all of them, but there's, uh, they overlook the fact that aluminum is still in them mm. and aluminum, you know, does cause autism. It does cause a lot of problems, but it, the thing is, once you have heavy metals that displaces minerals, you have electrolyte imbalances, mineral imbalances, you have a host of cascading problems from there and you are more conductive to this, these frequencies. Like you're going to, I mean, this is especially true for the COVID shots because there's graphene oxide in them mm. and graphene oxide is being used for the internet of things for 5G. Um, it's a critical component. So isn't this making us one of those things in that internet of things, right? To have this in us. And of course there was the Mac IP addresses coming up on some people who've been having these shots. And so basically this technology is going into bodies now and I think that was always a plan, but there would have been a, a resistance, you know, when if people were just kind of told it that way. So it kind of came about this other way, like, oh, there's this health crisis pandemic. So we have to inject you with the technology. Don't mm. worry. We're just modifying your operating system, <laughs> your software, yeah. you know, like they talk about it like that. And they're really trying to get us to think of ourselves as machine. And so that we are more willing to like be cyborgs essentially um, and I would even say with these amputations happening from the clots from these shots that people are more willing, you know, you create these problems, you create the reaction and then the solution. And that's how you can kind of, you know, play this game of like masters of the universe and trying to control everything is just getting people, you know, who would have been resistant had it been kind of presented in a different way 
to not really have another option or feel they don't, you know, once you don't have your limbs and they say, well, you could get this really cool bionic one, you know, you might want that. Maybe yeah. before you didn't want to be a part robot, but when you lost your fingers and you lost your toes and everything, maybe you want something, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And like, yeah, you see it on, the thing is they try and make it cool as well. Like, like mm. Teen Titans, the coolest character on that show is Cyborg. And he is, you know, as his name suggests, a cyborg. And then you have like Ter like obviously Terminator is quite a while ago, but like you just see it everywhere and they're like, Oh my god, mm. look at this guy, he's like half robot, half human. And they're like, Oh my god, look at him, he's so cool. And it's like yeah. it, it like it does it appeals, you know what I mean? Like it does mm -hmm. seem cool. And it's it's obviously the carrot on the stick, like the carrot and the stick, you know, but like it's it does make me think like when it comes to like, because when it comes to like the COVID shot and that we have this graphene oxide thing, and now we have disease X, which is all over the sort of like, I don't know if it's all over the news, but they're they're talking about it now. You know, it's okay. apparently becoming a, another pandemic, and they've yeah. already got a vaccine ready for it. So it, it makes me wonder, like, <laughs> has that got like graphene oxide in it, or I wonder if it's got like another like conductive nano computer yeah. in it? You know what I mean, like. And then I seen an advert for 6G uh, mm -hmm. on my YouTube the other day, and I thought, fucking hell, that's quick. But then I thought, no, it wasn't that quick. It was four years ago. Yeah. God, well, yeah, like they, I mean, the thing is, it's going to always be um, another generation of this. It's not going to stop unless we stop it, unless we opt out of it, unless, unless we start say no and want to and insist on rolling back. I mean, why would they? Because when you have a new generation, you have a new product. You know, you have more sales, you know, they're not going to like just stop doing it and, and end this madness. You know, they're just going to keep going, use all the frequencies they can possibly get their hands on. And um, like you said, new shots. My thought, too, on this, the reason they want people getting used to having like boosters and then the jab every year and combining it with the flu and everything is that the graphene oxide degrades over time in the body no. and you can eliminate it you know, over time. So I think they have to keep it fresh maybe that's mm -hmm. one idea um but yeah they're probably just they're always experimenting on us so it's sort of like well let's see how this one goes and let's tweak it and you know maybe we can like get some other response and you know get more like because obviously it's not working enough if people are still questioning <laughs> and you know they want yeah. everybody to be a zombie yeah, but like you said this appeal aspect of like the transhumanist agenda is and especially for kids is like this promise of superpowers or even for adults like promise of immortality but all those promises are empty and we should know that by now we've been promised so many things in the past by technology and medicine that have never come through mm. and all the, the end result right now we're just weaker and dumber technology has not also given us more free time either everybody's complaints are too busy really they're too distracted they're really sucked into these this other world and you know it's just the problem is we're losing kids to like the virtual world and there's going to be a point in which like people are not living in the physical world anymore and mm. that's what is frightening i mean it's already kind of you know a lot of people are already like half you know are not even half here they're sort of you know somewhere else and what happens is of course your physical body will degrade you can't just not move without severe consequences mm. you know so everything atrophying and then yeah again another reason to become a cyborg or to have like your avatar while you're 
I mean, we're really looking at like a matrix scenario, the movies, you know, at some point where your body doesn't work anymore, it just has to be hooked up to tubes. And then you're, you're just upset, you have virtual reality headsets, you don't really even know, will people be born that way? Will they be batteries? I mean, it's creepy to think about, but who knows? Jeez. I don't know. I'm, I'm like open to what I mean, I wouldn't be surprised is what I'm saying. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Be Do you know what it reminds me of? Um, have you ever watched, I don't know if you would have watched it, the movie Inception. By, uh, yes. yeah. yeah they, when they go to the uh that little sort of like back room like sort of like rackety shop thing and all them guys are asleep in mm. uh in that sort of like the circle in the it's almost like a shop that's that and like matrix is so messed mm. up we're gonna have well it's like brave new world the the mm -hmm. epsilon you know, like mm -hmm. it's this that's what obviously they've created i think like they used 1984 because it was more like sort of brutal. Uh, and then everyone was sort of looking at 1984 is going to be, you know, the boot on the face, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's like the, the technology side of it and the pharmaceutical side of it. And like, Oh, it's so depressing. Like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. It's so annoying. Don't talk like, to me if you want to not be depressed. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. no I know. No, I do. I do. You got to know uh, about it, though. You do, and I mean, I'm actually like a pretty happy, positive person, even though I talk about this stuff and know right about it and everything. And I could say why, and I because I live in the woods where I don't get bombarded with this stuff all the time, and I have the the privilege of like being grounded outdoors and spending a lot of time outside, and um, you know, balancing my life that way, and I feel a lot better, and so it's easier for me to like you know, almost sit here in my emerald tree tower and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, not, whatever. No, but I mean, it's, it, I do. I try not to get too complacent or too, because I know what it's like. I mean, and we've had to flee a few times when the, the smart grid encroached on us when we thought we were free of it. And, you know, just having to, when we, we had a fire evacuations here, our forest burned this summer for three weeks oh, um, or more. And we were, uh, had to go somewhere else. We had to like just get pack up and leave with our cats and our tiny little travel trailer. And at least we had that. And we, we had to camp out on the coast and the coast is not ever, I love the coast, but like, I can't stay there that long. I don't sleep well there. And there's always just towers everywhere. And, um, but we had some shielding and the trailer, so that helped, and um, we got through. But by the end of it, I mean, my partner, and I'll say he wasn't considering himself electrosensitive before he met me or before I got sick um, until he started living the having to live how I do. And now he feels it. He really feels it, and he hates it. And he just, by the end of that time, he said, I've, it's happened. I've turned into a zombie like everybody else. I can't think anymore. It just, it's just not the same. You know, we don't, we're not able to think the way we can when we're away from it. Even when I'm on the computer, mm -hmm. like I am now doing this, I don't feel quite as sharp, you know, um, as I do away from it. And so I don't think I would have been able to write books if I had still been in a city or something just to be able to focus that way and organize my thoughts. And um, so I think that's just really, um, and, and the problem, what I wanted to get to is that we had, we were sitting there like, where are we going to go if our home burns and everything, you know, mm. um, like, and we really didn't know. And I, and having to look again after a few years of not having to look, you, you just realize like, oh, great, it's spreading everywhere. So where could we go? I mean, we'd have to compromise. We compromise here. It's not completely signal free. It's about as good as you're going to get, though, you know, I'd say in our world today. So you, you just have to look for the best you can, because that gives you 
a better opportunity of being healthier and being able to think clearly. Um, and in conjunction with like, we do regular heavy metal detoxes still because it's just like we're being bombarded, you know, it's probably being sprayed on us yeah. and, and that. So, yeah, but you know, yeah. So we talk about depressing things, but with uh, solutions in mind, um, which I think is really gives us a lot to live for and to look forward to. Cause I don't know, there's always a part of me, maybe it's overly optimistic that sees us winning and nature winning um you know being more powerful than this i don't know what to call it the parasite the the aliens whatever they are you know the psychopaths yeah. <laughs> that's um, a yeah. that's a good that's a good segue into what literally what i was just about to ask you and then you okay. almost brought it up is, okay. is uh now uh i don't know i mean you know, just give your best answer, you know, there's no right answer or whatever. But in terms mm -hmm. of like what the I don't know, the sort of like the the puppet master is behind this, mm -hmm. because it's very anti human. And you would think that the people that are orchestrating this, they know that it's damaging and they're being affected by it too. So do you think that there's like now this where we get into a bit of the woo? Uh, mm -hmm. but like the like a paranormal aspect to it, like not paranormal, but some sort mm -hmm. of like are they terraforming this place for, yeah. the, for themselves? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, and I, I wonder, I mean, of course, I can't answer it, um, for sure. Um, mm. I mean, I look at our president Biden, he just looks like he's already a zombie or a cyborg or something Jeez. living good, you know. <laughs> but it, it, and they do look like that to me. I mean, it's a soul, like a soulless something, you know, and are they actually an alien race that's in disguise, like, um, you know, Ike talks about, and you can watch that movie, They Live. Yeah. That, right. You know, what's really fascinating about that movie is when they, when you have the ability to see, you have these glasses and you can see that these, you know, so looking people among us, they're not actually human. Um, that face that they show looks exactly like, at least on some images I've seen of, you know, these AI robots that are looking more and more like humans. And like, first of all, okay. why are they trying to make them look exactly like humans and talk mm. and act like them? I mean, why, you know, if, if not to sort of like have them among us and in disguise and watching us and, you know, and whatnot. And so then they take off the, that face from the silicone face from these robots that underneath mm. part looks like the, the face of them they live yeah almost yeah. identical you know so really odd connection there i was just blown away when i found that out and saw that but um so anyway back to your question i'm kind of getting sidetracked here um hmm, yeah <laughs> well because <laughs> it does seem like there's an agenda to yeah terraform um i mean is it just humans that lost their kind of empathy and everything that became power hungry and yeah. And okay. therefore just want to control and micromanage everything because they just there's no limit to that like high they get from feeling in power and in control and in that sense they hate nature and they hate natural humans because they they just can't relate to it anymore have they just mm -hmm. gone astray for that long um i mean people can be uh you could be maybe you're born psychopathic maybe you're conditioned into it i mean what we're seeing though is that the race of humans being raised up now are being raised up to not have empathy because yeah. the use of technology has been proven to the more you engage with it, the less able you are to develop empathy, especially children when they're developing their brains and social skills and everything, they are not looking and engaging 
with other kids. are not looking at their faces. They don't understand. They're becoming autistic. And that's exploding, this autism. And this is because they can't, um, they're not getting that training. And then their parents are losing that ability too. So eventually you'll have like a race of humans who don't have empathy. Um, and is that what they're trying to do to be more like the one, you know, the ones in charge who don't have empathy? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know that they're like, if that's just what's happened. They've, or then you can get into more esoteric like, soul harvesting is something like that mm. happening um are they because when i look at how today and like hospital settings like how people come into the world and how they leave it they're not conscious like there's no conscious births when you have a really heavily drugged mother mm. um and you immediately like inject and torture these babies when they come out right i mean it's just a complete traumatic experience with a lot of yeah. drugs involved and then dying is sort of the same way like traumatizing torturing and drugging into a stupor you know elderly people or anybody who's dying or people who um, and people are just losing their memories and their consciousness as they age and more quickly now and more like as on you know like sort of, so how can you be conscious when you die and then have a choice for what's next? Are they just like trying to trap us here? Um, I don't know. I mean, those are good questions though. Yeah. So I love that shit. That, that gets me going. Like it sends me to dark places, but I'm just like, <laughs> Oh God, I just want to know is like the moon starting to do with it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like right. Saturn. Oh and yeah. All well, cause why? I mean, cause you have to ask like, why are they so intent on like just destroying nature and destroying natural humans? Like it's not even legal anymore in a lot of cases and to be a natural human, meaning not being injected with technology. You know, mm. that's what this pandemic's helped to usher in. That's like, you want to, you want a job, you want to eat, you want, I mean, in some cases it's as much as like, it's been, you know, luckily where we live, we can still, we've been able to opt out, but people have lost their jobs over it or, not being able to go to school or not being able to travel and not even be able to maybe buy groceries. Um, and so it's sort of like, how much further is that going to go? Like, are we going to just have to be chipped? Are we going to have to be, you know, have the mark of the beast basically like, and are we going to have to choose dying over that? And it, and to me, it is a worthy fight. Like if it is really about our souls, then I would say you will not chip me. I, kill me first. You know, that would be preferable. So I think we need to like actually take a stance and and think about this seriously because it's going in that direction. You know, how much are you willing to submit to this? Um, and it's like, yeah, when you're getting into like genetic engineering and um, but it's just difficult because if you're trying, they're trying to do this to everything around us too and change this. The whole, I mean, to me, the frequency aspect is so important because the, you know, natural world has its own frequency and it is supportive to life. It makes us feel really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. It makes us sleep better. You know, it makes us healthy. And so trying to replace that with something that does all the opposite, you know, and like interferes with sleep, makes us feel depressed. Um, you know, makes us feel anxious, um, mm -hmm. makes us feel like we want to kill ourselves in some cases. I, I mean, like just, horrible, you know, sick, feeling terrible. Like, why is that the goal? Um, you know, it's just like, what's this thing about like not letting us be, I mean, maybe it's just to enslave us, do the elite, you know, that have all this power and money have their own shielded homes, 
Are they mm. actually protected from this? Do they have places to get to away from this where they feel good? Um, I don't know. I feel I feel more like they hate nature and that, like you said, they're willing to change too. Maybe they want to be like they think they can achieve immortality through this and they'll have the like the type of engineering that allows that. But the rest of us will be like the epsilons, you know, like yeah. you said, in Brave New World who are just dumbed down and slaves and then otherwise cull the ones that they think are useless, useless eaters, you know, like cull yeah. there's too many. Um, and I really think the epsilon like you mentioned that, and I've thought about Brave New World a lot too. I actually reread it um, during the pandemic because I was like thinking about like, this is familiar, you know, some of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I think I remember reading something like this. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine so for people listening who aren't familiar with the book. And I would, I mean, I guess I'd recommend reading it. It's pretty horrifying. <laughs> it's very disturbing. The first yeah. chapter, just read like the first chapter, you'll get it, the idea. But yeah, so the, you know, they're raising babies like, in this and like they they mess with them from the embryonic state onward right through the whole thing so they're basically just like these lab babies and i don't think there's even like a womb involved it's just like in the factory you know and incubators you know and whatnot mm -hmm. and they have these like tubes and they and what they said specifically about the slave race the dumbed down race is that they have they deprive them of oxygen at key periods and that mm -hmm. is the key to like keeping them stupid and like this is what you're doing they're doing now with children with masking them you know and and yeah. masking mothers in hospitals when they're giving birth like depriving them of oxygen even cutting the cord too quickly and that is like depriving them of oxygen right so you're not supposed to just cut the cord when a baby comes out you know they immediately cut the cord like that's oxygen to the baby, it's very important, you know, for the baby to keep getting that after it's born. Um, I mean, you know, when you have farm, I've worked on farms, like you don't cut, go around cutting the cords, they just fall off naturally when they're ready. Mm. Um, you know, and that way, like it's healthier for everybody, but for the mother in included. So yeah, so a lot of ways in which I think they deprive us of oxygen and this is important, very important. And so I think um, even with like, so 5G is millimeter wave technology, it interferes with oxygen molecules specifically in water. Mm -hmm. And so this is why, um, you know, uh, there are some agencies in the U.S. that are concerned about the 5G satellite plan that keeps going, you know, um, because of the in inability for them to predict the weather in time for like big events because of the um, oxygen molecule interference in the clouds. So if that's actually happening from that then what's it doing in our body to water in our body, to water everywhere, you know, to oxygen. And this is why I think COVID pandemic, the, those symptoms, the high altitude sickness was really 5G. I mean, we had 5G turned on in those cities and, you know, people getting sick, fainting and whatnot, you know, and having basically oxygen deprivation symptoms. So, mm. yeah. So, I mean, another thing we can do is to supplement oxygen in our bodies um, different ways. And one of them is like ozone therapy. So I have some, you know, suggestions about that in my book as well. And I, and I, I did that for years and that really did help a lot. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah. That's one thing that I always thought, like when it came to COVID, like for me, the fact that they whacked up all those 5G towers without telling anybody, they disguised some of them as trees mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. this mystery illness came over the, the world and you know if you subscribe to terrain theory which i sort of do i don't mm. know enough about it to fully subscribe but i like the idea that mm. it makes so much sense and then the vicious vicious 
sort of denial of it, it was Novak Djokovic, bless his heart, he done a lot for the sort of like 5G truth of community by coming out and everybody hated him for a while. But mm-hmm. I, I genuinely think that is what it is. And this disease X could be them prepping us because now they're bringing out 6G and they know some yeah. shit's going to go down. And, yeah. and yeah. I mean, it's just so fucking <laughs> obvious to people. Yeah. Like, if you if you are lining up for a fucking disease X vaccine, then get one for me too and just finish the job early. Like, f- just get the fuck out. Like, there's no need for you to be here. Like, I know, like, compassion, like, empathy and all that stuff, but, I mean, yeah. they're fueling the fire and I've got no more time for it. Like, I'm not trying to tell people not to get vaccines anymore. I'm like, get as many as you fucking can. Like, <laughs> stay the fuck away from me because I, I don't want anything to do with you. It's like, Although, yeah, I mean, th- here's my, I mean, I get that. I, I understand feeling that frustration and everything and thinking, well, fine, you want to, you, you know, you want to kill off people who are stupid enough to, you know, like, they're like, well, we'll kill off the dumb ones because they, they, you know, lined up for it. But the problem is if we, if, if they succeed in like severely depopulating our planet, those of us left when there's a lot less people to manage, we are not going to be living in a free way. <laughs> I don't think, you know, if they still, they were able to, to kind of amass all their power while de- de- like you know depopulating because of the sales the profits they got from that um you know i don't imagine that those of us who said no are going to really get off scot-free and just get to live the way we want to and even like oh you can now that there's all this room on the planet you can travel more freely they're not going to make us let us travel more freely you know they'll they'll be able then it'll just be harder to like slip off the grid is what I mean. You know, it'll be harder because when there's less people. Um, and so I try, I mean, I, I do my best to get through to people. I hope to, but I hope more people wake up. So there's enough of us, Yeah. you know, cause it just, there needs to be enough of us. Um, yeah. That's my thought. <laughs> I think we need each other. We need people to understand this. Yeah. Do you know what though? Yeah. To, to be fair to, you know, people it's now, like now talking talking about it in 2024 is nowhere near as frustrating as talking to someone especially in 2020 jesus but mm-hmm. like even like 2021 obviously like vaccine time and like 2022 like now there's so many people that are just like oh no fuck that i wouldn't get another vaccine and yeah. like i like for me personally i work in the construction industry so i like working new builds so i see people mm-hmm. and when 2021 came around me, just me personally, I've seen three people die from heart attacks. Like, wow. one guy literally fell out of his attic roof, hit the floor in front of his daughter and his wife, and just, he was dead. And it's like, mm-hmm. and I was on site that day, a helicopter came and all that shit. And it's Dude, like, wow. I think That's... it really, really affected people. And for the it's the hubris and the arrogance <laughs> of like the WEF, or mm-hmm. like, like BBC or CNN, and then like they're literally telling people like still go and get your vaccines and stuff. Like it's fucking unreal, Amazing. man. Yes, yeah, it's mental. yeah. What, it is. what do it's... you think of like? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, carry on. You about to say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Now, I was thinking about in the book you talk about so like pigeons, for example, like, and this is like a bit of a bit of a segue into another sort of like topic, but. You talk about like the magnetite that they have in their brains, and it uses the sort of like the Earth's 
harmonic free, like the natural frequency, like the Schumann mm-hmm. resonant, to to like navigate. And there's another thing as well called cryptochrome, mm-hmm. which I'd never heard of before. And we also we have that, and that makes me think like so many people. I mean, it could possibly be just because people are getting dumbed down through apps, you know, like Google Maps. Mm-hmm. No one can tell any directions anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one can even read a map anymore. But it could be due to this cryptochrome being sort of like affected by 5G and stuff like that as well, couldn't it? Oh, yeah. And that, I believe, is in our eyes. Um, is that right? If I remember that correctly. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting because, like, we're staring at screens. You know, why is it screens? So why are they glowing at us? Why do they have to glow at us? They don't have to. As we know, there's something called e-ink. You know, if you get, like, a, a Kindle or a Nook um, e-reader, you can have mm-hmm. it on the setting without it glowing, you know, so that there's no glare. So why isn't, why isn't all the computers that way? Why aren't we just reading it that way? Why is it glowing at us? Why is it, you know, pulsing these flicker, this flicker at us, um, messing with our eyes? Now, it's interesting you mentioned all that because, yeah, I've been actually studying a little bit more on this for this new book for tech addiction and what's physically happening to us with like screens and that because um, we're actually losing our ability to our peripheral vision. You know, we can't see mm-hmm that the amount that we used to see, we don't actually even see anymore. It's gone. And some people, when they really get, so like I read one person's uh, story who was like, cause there's actually a recovery program now for like tech addiction for, you know, and, um, Jesus. and so this person was so severely impacted and, you know, actually was like a news junkie in the, in, in something and said he actually like almost went blind. And that's mm-hmm. when he had his like wake up call, you know, because he couldn't walk anymore. He had like severe tunnel vision. He'd lost complete, you know, ability to see anywhere, but for like just directly in front. Um, And so it's changing us that way, just physically, like the ability to see, like, so we don't see our whole surroundings and we don't have that awareness. And so we're kind of very myopic and we're, we're having this tunnel vision that alone affects our ability to like navigate our world and yeah, reliance on apps, reliance on GPS. When you're not actually actively thinking about what your world looks like around you and how to navigate it. And you hand that power over to a machine or computer, you lose it. The more we hand, we think, Oh, these are convenient tools, but we're losing those powers when we we give them over, we're giving them up. You know, you don't use it, you lose it. Your brain changes like your neural pathway, neural pathways change. So you don't know how to find your way. People are getting lost so easily, you know, and they're so they're afraid to come out to the countryside where they won't have GPS. This has happened to me when I have friends wanting to visit. Oh, oh, there's no, oh, I can't just follow directions. I can't look at a map. Like, I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, are you serious? Like, you're not even like, you're like my age. Like, we used to use maps. (laughs) Like I believe maps. Like you don't know how to read a map, look at a map. People don't know the directions. They don't know north, south, east, west. They don't know how to tell those things. Yeah. Like so, you know, if so people who do get lost in the woods, which happens, it happens out here, um, they are not found, sometimes not found. We have extreme like there's when I talk about woods, I mean like wilderness, right? Every like miles of it and <clears throat> thick and that and you know, once in a while people just get I mean, this happened with the it was really sad because it was a family and an older woman but somehow they just went like trying to look for mushrooms you know foraging before they went back to camp and and they she even had a dog with her and they could never they never found her 
Um, never found her. I mean, there was immediate search rescue parties, helicopters for a week or so. The dog was finally found, but not this woman just gone. Mm. Um, now we do have stories about Sasquatch out here a lot, so I don't know. <laughs> but hopefully oh, she you said the magic word. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I could tell you stories. I we meet people who have seen this. No creature. way. Yeah, it's like common out here to see it. I mean, fairly common. We're in like the highest, our, our county has the highest sightings in the country. Are you Pacific Northwest? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, northern the border of uh, California and Oregon. So, um, yeah, I, uh, my, my partner has seen something he didn't, he couldn't see that well. Um, but he saw something run across the road that he couldn't identify one night near us. Wow, <laughs> um, yeah. And it was like a humanish figure, you know, but we had a friend who saw one in the daytime, just middle of the day, you know, was and he actually first sent something kind of watching him. He was mm -hmm. out like with friends camping and, and he was on his own and he just like kind of, you know, when you feel like you're being watched and he finally just yeah. stared at this tree, like something seemed wrong about the tree. And then he realized because something was hiding behind it. And so this Sasquatch like saw, I guess finally saw that he saw him and just jumped out from cover and ran really fast. And he said it was really tall and had long gray hair all over its body. Mm. So gray haired one. Yeah, yeah, massive and and very and quick and he's scared. And then that night he said he was afraid to sleep in his tent and like he was in his car and this and he heard something came and like pounded on his car like over and over again. Oh my and left god! And left his tent in it. Yeah. Oh so, my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah scary. Uh, <laughs> like I understand being scared to come out here because of Sasquatch, but if you're coming, you know. But when I lived in Ari lived in Arizona and didn't have Sasquatch sightings, like I had friends just from the city from tucson didn't want to drive out to see us because like oh there's no cell phone reception what might happen i mean come on like you just used to live in a world without this everywhere people helped each other out just yeah. ask for help was from somebody you know like we're not even like you know we're so disconnected from each other we're so afraid of strangers now afraid to talk to each other and like you know, of course violence is just increasing as isolation increases like we need to be more connected with each other to have more like less violence and trust again, you know? And yeah. I mean, yeah. And I don't, it's like, I've just traveled all over the place, miles and miles away from anything without a cell phone, without reception. I never worry about that. You know, mm. it's just like, and you learn also, you know, we have skills. I can change a tire. I mean, I can walk. I don't know. I have water with me. You know, you plan for things, you plan for emergencies and you can get help from people. And so it's just like, you know, this reliance on technology is just making us so dependent and weak, but also, yeah, people get lost more easily. And I, you probably noticed in my book, because you mentioned this, that if you remember this experiment done, I think it was like the sixties or, I mean, it was a long time ago um, where they blindfolded people. Um, well, there's two things I cited. One is like uh, blind. I think I wrote about the blindfolding people and putting them in a van and like driving them around. And this was actually like in England somewhere. And they found their way. Um, and they actually like could find, figure out what direction they were in and kind of like had a sense of it and didn't realize they could do that. Now, now they also had spun people, kids around in like chairs and blindfolded them and they could like point what direction is north or south or whatever, you know, and they couldn't do it though when they put a magnet on their head. 
Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do it anymore, right? So think about that. If you put a cell phone, which is basically like putting a magnet on your head, you can't, your directional senses don't work. And so bees, you know, all the migrating like animals use this and like bees, especially in butterflies. And, and they have shown that like, you know, studies have been done putting a cell phone in a beehive in the col- and they will like abandon it that high. Mm-hmm. They, the colony will leave and they won't come back. If it's on, if you have a cell phone turned off, they don't care about it. So it's not the fact that there's an object in their hive, you know, it looks like something weird. It's the fact that it's transmitting a weird signal that's interfering with them and they can't like, it's confusing to them and they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're having this problem with like, uh, I mean, I think there's also pesticides obviously play a factor in like it, in the insect decline, you know, um, that we're we've experiencing. I mean, I'm old enough to remember like, and this has come up in a couple other podcasts. I know when I talked to Richie Allen, he mentioned this, that somebody had, well, somebody had like reminded him of this. And I had actually been on another show before that when somebody mentioned this. And I'm like, yes, because I hadn't thought about this until it was mentioned. I'd forgotten mm. that in my childhood, during the summers, you had to put your windshield wipers on because of the bugs when you were driving in the countryside. And there was just, yeah. I've not, don't see that anywhere anymore. That is just not the experience we have now. Those bugs are not here. And so whether it's pesticides, I mean, definitely EMFs though too, because there are patents for both microwaves and millimeter waves for use as an insecticide to kill bugs, you know, like zapping. Think about like the zappers for flies. I mean, it's basically something like that, you know, just killing them. Mm. And so the insects are dying off, which means of course, and then micros, you know, microorganisms in the soil are dying off. So if you don't believe it's directing you, um, affect, uh, affecting you directly, think about the whole food chain. You know, it is affecting you because it's affecting your world. It's affecting your environment. If like the bugs die off, then the frogs and the bees and the like pollinators die off. You know, oh, but it's okay. They have a solution for that. They're making robot bees. So don't worry about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's just crazy. So yeah, but it's like everything gets affected by that. The whole, it is a food chain, you know, if you want to call it food chain. It's some kind of chain. There's some kind of connection. There's a web of life, you know, if you want to call it that. And we're all dependent upon this foundation of it, which is like the small little tiny things that, that are going to, if you don't get killed off instantly, the things inside of you are getting killed off, which means you're going to de- deteriorate more quickly. If you don't have those supportive microorganisms in your body, then you're going to have like, you know, people have, a lot of people have gut problems, not just because of eating bad food, but just because they just don't have those bacteria anymore. I think they're just being killed. You know, they're, I mean, of course there's antibiotic use and all kinds of things affecting that too. So. Yeah. That's yeah. Antibiotics is like, that's something for me. Like I remember reading the, um, the side effects on it when I was younger, unless you got, you got like really weird shit, like black hairy tongue and like, like, like chronic migraines and like weird <laughs> stuff. It's like that shouldn't be happening. But like the the times that I've used antibiotics is if like I've had like a tooth infection and I'm mm-hmm. like, look, I'm either going to take these antibiotics or I'm going to throw myself out of that window. So it's like yeah. you choose one. So I had to choose the antibiotics, obviously. But it's like like I mean that along with hand sanitizer along with Dell. Mm-hmm. I remember people saying back in the day. I remember my mum used to be one of these people that used to say it's like don't that or clean that was like a brand but like okay. don't too much like antiseptic clean too much because like you're going to get the the generations will get iller and iller and iller 
as they get, you know, they're not exposed to these bacteria. And it's like one thing that I do is like if my kids have a, this might sound gross to people, but I don't particularly give a shit. Like if they're playing like in a bit of mud or they're like petting the dog or the cat, I don't ever get them to wash their hands. Like yeah. they're touching, like generally touching like dog shit, like accidentally or something. Yeah. Obviously they to wash their hands, but like just generally I don't really make them wash their hands. Yeah. And they're really healthy kids. They get sick yeah. like once a year. Like, and that's probably just like exosomes or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, um, I mean, I live, we were very, very dirty out here. I was just, um, kind of filthy right now. It was like, we were out carrying brush and burning it. Like we're having to do some clearing and anyway, but yeah, just dragging stuff from the mud and mud all over me. There's just always just dirt in our home. <laughs> There's just dirt on yeah. everything, you know, but like, we're not really worried about it. Right. And like, so we did this experiment. Um, we were living on a farm during COVID, you know, and the pandemic. Like we actually just moved to it and we were glad because it was like people we lived with like were not germaphobes, you know, and we were like holistic. And so we just we were milking goats. We weren't washing our hands between milking goats and doing other things. We weren't even like we didn't even sterilize the jars for like that we put the raw goat milk in. We just drank it you know, nice. and we just like, we were healthy. And and the interesting thing is there were Airbnb rentals there and people came from sometimes cases like from other countries from all over during the height of like the worst pandemic in the world, you know, mm. germ, germ, germs. And guess what? None of us got sick who lived there, even though we didn't clean, we shared the same dishes as the guests and we didn't use even hot water to clean them. We didn't nice. use any chemicals to clean them. So we did this experiment. My boyfriend was like, I'm going to just drink out of people's cups. I'm going to like that they leave. I'm not even going to wash it. I'm just going to drink out of all the cups, you know, and just see what happens. And nothing happened. Like, you know, because we were living a healthy lifestyle and we were outdoors and, you know, had good clean food and water. Like it didn't matter if somebody's sick around us. Like you're not just going to get sick from them because of like some little microbe, you know, as something like Mm. that. I mean, it doesn't even make sense when you think about, Oh, there's billions of microbes and everything in our body and everything. Like how did, and they found one that's really evil, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. it's like, how did they find it? And then it's like, you need a smaller and smaller, you know, it could be something smaller and smaller. They haven't even seen yet that, and that's where they'll go. If they have a mystery illness, like we just need better microscopes, you know, we just need better tools to find the thing that we know is there. We just can't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it must be there and it must be doing something it, because they just have are so stuck and indoctrinated and with this idea that like the germ creates the disease and then we create the thing to kill the germ. And that's just how you work with, you know, disease instead of this holistic approach of like a symbiotic relationship with everything in the world and balance, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the, which is something that like other more ancient medicines traditions understood like Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine understood like balance, you know, and yin yang and like these forces that things get out of balance and that's what can cause illness. So I don't really say, I mean, I, I think the terrain theory is interesting and I think, um, but there's other things like balance and energies and that, that are interesting to me too. And I just think that I don't profess to know exactly all the time what causes illness. I think that I like to be open minded about it mm-hmm. and just not like have that hubris. Like you're saying like, oh, I know, we know, we now know scientists have figured it yeah. all out, you know, and it's like, no, they haven't. <laughs> they don't even understand. They really don't understand some of the most basic things sometimes. Yeah. You know, they're sometimes the most ignorant people because they're just so brainwashed. But yeah, yeah. you know, I had a friend just recently I, I caught up with after some years who said, 
uh, unfortunately, he's a bit older and he, I mean, he's not even really that much older. He's like 10 years older than me. And he's just, he has like um, dealing with kidney failure. And so his choices were like, you know, dialysis or like clean up his diet. But they actually said it was because of uh, antibiotics and, and other uh, pharmaceuticals. Oh, um, so like kidney specialists, like nephro- they're called nephrologists, they, they often understand, they understand that more than anybody. They understand that most of the kidney patients they get, it's because of pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he actually had to stop and he was on a lot of different things, cholesterol, I don't know, you know, like a whole list of things and he had to stop it all. And so he had to like deal with those issues in other ways, which meant diet, improving his diet. I guess he admitted he wasn't eating well and, and junk food and whatever and um so he's doing better but the one thing that saddens me about it all is he he subscribes to like the germ theory and so he felt like well he has to i think he got vaccinated even but like wear a mask when he goes anywhere to protect himself mm. because he can't use antibiotics so he feels like frightened now of the world of like getting sick and i'm you know i couldn't say much about it so i want to like you know i try not to like be I don't know. You know, I mean, if people, that's what they decide to decide. I'm not going to try to like argue too much, but I, it did sadden me because it's like, um, you know, that is a crippling thought. The germ theory is crippling. And the fact that like, we have this idea that there's no other options. Um, like you said, yeah, I've done the same thing. Like in a lot of pain, get the antibiotics because I didn't know of an option at the time, but I've made it my business to know of options. And now I have other options that work, mm. you know, and so I've had tooth infections and things since then, and I haven't had antibiotics. I have ways of dealing with pain that work. And so I understand that. And that's the, that's one of the things that's been done. They've just kind of robbed us of that, of our knowledge, you know, they've hidden it, they've gotten rid of it. Like even just the witch hunts, I think, I think we're all about, you know, med- medicine it was about herbal medicine. It was about allopathic medicine, you know, so-called medicine wanting to dominate. And so you have to kind of demonize that practice and burn the witches, you know? And um, so mm. it's still happening. Like babes, basically some form of witch burning, you know, people who use herbal medicines who dare have a cancer cure and dare advertise it, you know, aren't going to, it's not going to go over very well for them. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, this has been fantastic show. You definitely got to have you back at some point to come back on again. Um, I've enjoyed this a lot. You, you're, books wi-fi refugee and shots for they're absolutely they're huge and uh they're just absolutely full of information man. It is they are brilliant i've been going over them for the last couple of weeks and i absolutely love them um well, thank so, you so much yeah i appreciate uh, that just for the last uh just for the listeners just as you get out of here just let everybody know where they can find you again yeah wi-fi-refugee.com and has links to my books um, where you can buy them. And uh, if you're in the U.S., you can buy them from me directly. And you can contact me there as well. As long as you don't harass me, <laughs> I'm happy to answer <laughs> emails. It doesn't happen too often, but once in a while, <laughs> get a troll on there. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. And um, I hope I didn't cut you off. Anything you wanted to say there at the end? I went kind of on a tangent. No, but no, no we're all good now. I've, I've had a blast. So thank you very okay, much. For then. Okay, thank you. All right, I'll see you later. Have a okay, good uh, day, I suppose. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. All right. <laughs> yeah, have a good night.
got your number lonely October 33 I wear it on my soul's back Like fair, fair, fair And I can hear the brass ring I keep it in the nosebleeds Where you once felt the cold breeze Think it was Halloween I got your number lonely October 33 It's a cold fact Fair, fair, fair So hold me down Like you know how darling Hold me now Like you feel my
I'm in love with you. Yes, I do. Share. Let me feel love. Taking that needle at all I'm going crazy 